everybody. We're excited to see you tonight. If you are able, please stand up and we're going to get ready to worship together. Hallelujah. We are glad you are here.
everybody believe that. Here's what I want to do. I just felt uh, over the last couple days, I just felt refreshed. Take some time tonight to pray with you. And and I don't know, I don't know what's going on with you. I know a little bit about some of you guys, but I don't know what's going on with you. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just believe tonight that we're going to pray and we're going to see some things happen. Because God is the God of the impossible. And, and I, I don't know what that is. Maybe you would consider what you need a miracle. But how many know nothing is too small that God won't deal with it here? but nothing is too big that God can't deal with it here, right? He, he covers the whole entire thing, amen? So here's what we're going to do. Man's going to, worship team's going to keep whatever set list they have, that's fine, they're going to keep going. And if you would like prayer, I'm going to have you come down here, we're going to pray with you. So we'll, we'll, we'll come down and we'll, we'll get to everybody. Margo, Margo and I are going to come down and pray. If you're watching on live stream and you have prayer needs, post it on the on the uh, thread there, we'll, uh, we'll pray with that stuff at the end of service too. So uh, we pray for our live streamers later. So how many of y'all would like some prayer tonight? Anybody? Come on. Okay. How about this? That's you. Come on down. I'm going to turn my mic off. We're going to get praying with people tonight. So make your way down here as the worship team keeps going. Stop. 
just go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening.
Man, all right. Well, it's good to have you tonight. Only believe that or been uh, it was a beautiful day today, wasn't it? Yeah. Three of you thought so. All right. Well, Margaret thought so. It's all that matters right there. She's happy. I'm happy. You didn't know that? She's just down here groaning about it. I don't know. I would be nice. Anyhow. It is good to have you tonight. We'll, we'll take up tithing offerings, so if you have something to, to give tonight, you may prep that if you need an offering envelope right in the chair in front of you. Should be one. If there's not one, wave your hand around, and one of our great ushers will help you out. It is a blessing to see you tonight. And uh, I, I, I've, I've thought over the years of, if there's one thing, let me put it this way, see if I say this right. Um, if I ever have a concern about the way I live my Christian life, my concern always falls in whether or not I've given enough. That's just, that's just me personally. I'm not projecting that on you, but, but I'm not talking necessarily even about in the church. I'm talking about just in general in life. You know, how, am I doing enough with what God has provided with me. Anyway, so it's something I think about, you know, and something that, that um, you know, I pray about. So, you know, it, whenever it's time to, to give, you know, I want to know that I'm walking within the things that God has purposed me to walk in, you know, and, and certainly in the church and our, and our tithes and our offerings and that we are people that, that our first fruits come back to God, right? He's our provider and then all the things that Lord lays on our heart beyond that that we give. And I was just um, talking to, to somebody the other day. There's an intern at, at church and um, uh, talking about just, just ministry in general. One thing I said is, you know, when you feel called to something, especially when you're, this, this guy's going to be a youth pastor, if, he, if, it's, if it's a vocational job, he ain't going to be paid a big, huge amount of money, especially when he starts out. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's not like, you don't go into youth ministry because it's a top dollar, you know what I'm saying, income job. But I told him, I said, you know what? If you do what the Lord tells you to do, he will always provide for you. Even if on the surface, it don't look like top level the way the world looks at it, right? And when you live that way, then you'll live in this response to the goodness of God, right? It shows up in how you live and how you give, amen? So it's something I think about, you know, that I always want to be in a place where how I live my life, that I'm doing everything that I can do and not fall short, amen? All right, so having said that, let me pray. Lord, I thank you. As we give tonight, we, we are living by faith, living in you, by you, and for you. And I pray as we give in our tithe and offering tonight, your blessing is upon us, Lord, as we are just people who depend upon you simple as that we depend upon you as our provider and we thank you for your provision in jesus name everybody says amen, amen. bring it on down tonight and uh some announcements real fast um don't forget vacation bible school is coming up real quick 28th 29th and 30th of june the last week of the month and if you signed up if you didn't see this uh i sent something out today about it if you signed up to volunteer at the vacation bible school thank you we need your help if you haven't and want to see me, I'll get you signed up. But the 27th, right when church is over, that's a Sunday morning, we're gonna have like a 10 minute talk with those that are helping the next night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, just kind of give an overview of how it's gonna work. So uh, I know I've been getting some questions. So that's when that's gonna happen. But it's gonna be a good time. It's a blessing for our kids, praying that some young people from the neighborhood come out, but we are believing for a good time, amen? amen. All right, next Wednesday. Uh, right after worship is our next youth hangout. That's fifth to twelfth grade, so uh, they'll, they'll have a time together. So right after worship next Wednesday, don't forget that. Um, we put a date on our next water baptism. It is July the 25th, so it's a, it's a whole month from now. Um, but if you're interested in being water baptized, you never have been, sign up at the back and we'll take care of that. And then uh, this Saturday uh, is the Sunshine uh, Outreach happening. Uh, at the uh, care facility across from, from the old storefront. That's 10 a.m., so please be out to help out with that. And there are going to be window visits. Uh, they're, they're 
again, changing some of the things happening, I guess. So, but we still want to reach out and uh, bless uh, the folks in that home. So that's this Saturday at 10 o'clock. And right after church tonight, uh, the greeters. If you jump down here, Rick, Rick needs you just for a couple minutes just to chat with you. That's right after church tonight. And last but not least, don't forget building dedication, July the 18th at 6 o'clock. How many of y'all are excited for that? Anybody? I hope. And I hope everybody comes out. And uh, uh, I didn't tell Tish this, but she'll be putting snacks together for that night and all that stuff. And so it'll be a good time. And we're, we're inviting uh, campuses to come out and be a part of that. Um, some of the worship teams from the other campus will be here. Pastor Dosik will, will share a little bit that night. We'll be praying over the building and things like that. So July 18th at 6 p.m. And it'll be a great time maybe to get somebody out here that you've been wanting to come to church and maybe they want to come check it out. So uh, it's a good night for an invite. So we're, we're expecting to be a full house that night and, and uh, be blessed together. All right, let's get our Bibles out. And so if you have a word uh, with you, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 16. Dealing with struggle. How many of y'all have ever struggled? Anybody? Yes, a lot of honest hands in the house. Everybody struggled, I think, in some manner. Uh, we find times in our life, uh, things in our life that bring struggle. And so everybody goes through So we've been kind of uh, talking about some things over the last uh, two or three times on Wednesday about different areas that we find that people struggle with. So I want to talk tonight, and this is something that um, I've heard consistently over the years uh, in pastoring people. People have asked me, I'm having trouble finding purpose in my life, and they struggle with it. Um, I, I hear a lot of things like, uh, um, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean, like do, you know what I mean, do. Like purpose. What, what am I supposed to do? Or um, I've even heard, does my life really have meaning? Do I have a reason to be here? Um, you know, you know, without God, anything is permissible. You know that. But without God, most reasons lost. Without God, you got to try to find reason. You'll find a lot of empty stuff. So does God bring purpose? Yes, but people, uh, they struggle to find it. So does God really have purpose for me? It's a question I hear a lot. Now, I was a youth pastor for a long time, so a lot of times you get these, these young people get 11th and 12th grade, and they're having to decide, am I going to go to college? Am I going to go to trade? Am I going to just go to the workforce? And they start to struggle with this big question of purpose. But it's not limited to uh, uh, older teenagers or the the. Uh, young professional crowd, I, I think we find people struggle with it through life at times, especially for those of us that are older when life changes. Sometimes the feeling of purpose is lost and different things like this. So people struggle with finding purpose. Let's talk about that tonight. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 9. The heart of a man plans his way. How many of y'all make plans in your own life? How many of y'all make plans? We say you try to make plans, but but the word says uh, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. That God, in His sovereignty, establishes a, a way for you that sometimes is not the same as the plans that you have. Isn't that right? How many of y'all ever? We're heading down the road about something in your life, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit put the brakes on. You know what I'm saying? And he said, hey, I'm glad you're active. This is great, but how about, how about this? You know what I'm saying? He kind of, kind of redirects us. Yeah, so it's the Lord who orders our steps. Let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 19. This is the book of wisdom. So Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 21. And it's the same sort of thing here, but it says, many are the plans in the mind of a man. But it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So God himself has a purpose, right? And he orders things according to his purpose. And he sets within his purpose a way for us to be, right? So one more, and then we'll talk a little bit about this. Proverbs chapter 20. 
and verse number five. Again, in the book of wisdom, Proverbs 25. The purpose in a man's heart or, or counsel or direction in a man's heart is, is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So God has purpose. God, in his, his, his wisdom, sets forth the steps of man, by the way, as a whole, but also individually. And in, in each person is the counsel and direction, and they're in you, like, as, as the wisdom says, like deep water. But a man who has some understanding will work to draw it out. So the big question is how detailed are the steps of a person's life in God? Is it sort of general or is it very specific as far as the way to be and things to do? Well, if you go through the scriptures and you start looking, and you can start with, with Ab Abram. You can, you can head down through all the stories in the Old Testament. Uh, you, you can get to the prophets. You can get all the way through, obviously, Jesus and his purpose. And then you, then you see uh, God bringing Paul in as the evangelist. He set purpose for people. He calls us to things. And he calls us in a way to live. But I think people, uh, when they say that I, I struggle with purpose, what they're saying is they, they have this idea or they think that there's this big master plan for your life and you're trying to find it. What is it that I'm exactly supposed to do? Okay? But before we get to that question, I, I just want to throw some things out to you. Um, because I, I think we make this too hard. So whenever somebody talks to me, I'm just struggling to find what I'm supposed to do. What's my purpose? First thing I say is, it's one of the, my wife will tell you, this is a word that I say a lot. If you get around me, you'll hear this word quite a bit. This is what I say, relax. So I say that word a lot. Relax. Don't make this too hard. Because sometimes we strive so much for certain things that we overstrive. And then we create a problem in our own mind where there's no problem. So relax. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 6, For the Lord gives wisdom, right? He, he gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So here's what I would do. The first thing you do, and you should do this whether or not you understand areas of your life that you have purpose and, and things you're, you're walking out with him. You should make this a very good habit. It's a habit to pray for wisdom. You should daily be praying, Lord, give me wisdom. I, I am audacious enough. I don't stop there. You know what I do? I pray. And look, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek into my prayer life real, real quick. I'm audacious, audacious enough to say, Lord, I want a double portion of wisdom. I ask for it. I say, you, so you gave it to Solomon, and he messed it up. But anyways, we'll talk about it another time. You gave it to Solomon. I, I believe that you can give me a, a double portion of wisdom because wisdom is understanding and knowledge from God and how to live life. That's what wisdom is. And I want to know how to live according to what? His will. I want to know how to live according to the steps that he is putting before me, right? So pray for wisdom. So if you need to, I keep, I keep a prayer book that most of what's in there are scriptures that I pray. I've shared this with you before. I pray scriptures. And Proverbs 2.6 is like on the third page of my prayer book. And, and I just remind myself, I don't even have to look. I just know it's there. I know it. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Well, I pray for a double portion of wisdom to live life. Now, when you do that, you are purposely engaging God to the questions of your life, which you need to do. So, so who better to learn how to live your life than, than with the one who made you, right? So here's the thing. So relax. Don't make this too hard, but start to pray for wisdom. 
And you believe then that he'll start putting steps in front of you, that you'll see, you'll understand, you'll start to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Now, when it comes to things in life, by the way, especially if you're a planner, you like to see the first, this step, this step, this step, and you want to see the end, right? You, you want God just to throw the whole thing out in front of you. But often he kind of does like a scroll deal on you. He just kind of, as you go, he keeps kind of putting things and unrolling as you're going instead, just giving you the whole deal. Now, I don't know about you, I'd like to know everything. But he doesn't do that often. So when it comes to steps of your life, he's sort of unrolling like a scroll a lot. That whole deal of asking for wisdom is important because you don't try to get out in front of God and what he's doing in your life at that time. You cannot microwave God into giving you answers. He's not a frozen bean burrito that you can chuck in the microwave and turn on for two and a half minutes, and when it's done, you have just what you want, which you wouldn't want that anyway. But anyhow, that's another story. You can't do that to God. You can't force him. You can't, you can't, he's not, he's not the ATM machine where you throw your card in there, punch in just what you want, and hopefully you have sufficient funds and it comes out and you go on your way and you got just what you want at the moment. He's not like that. That you ask for wisdom. And if you put yourself into his wisdom, then you got to do it in his way, in his timing, by his steps. But that's better. Do you believe that his way is the best way? That's what it means to follow him. So, so you got to see God and his timing is extremely important. So patience is big. And, and let me just say one more thing um, when we start talking about some specific purpose here. <clears throat> And I hear this a lot. I, I probably shared this with you before. You hear this a lot at youth camps. How many of y'all ever been to a youth camp growing up? Or, okay. A lot of times at youth camps, they have these very inspirational speakers, and they, they pull the Bible out and do these things, and they, they fire the, the kids up. And, and they, the kids go home, and they're ready to change the world. You know what I'm saying? And they even tell you, go change the world, you know? And everybody's like, ah, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change my school. I'm going to change. And they get home, and they walk in their, their room, and their bedroom's a disaster. And at some point, they go, how am I going to change the world when I can't even keep my room clean? Reality check. You know, and they just kind of, and then it just kind of, Your purpose is not to change the world. You will change the world, but your purpose is not to change the world. Your purpose is to do whatever God asks you to do, and in that, you impact the kingdom. You change the world, but your job is not to change the world. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're one piece of that job, but your job is not the big thing. Now, I know there, there's people out there, they do big things and they impact nations. There are people called to do that, but I'm just letting you all know it's okay. You don't got to go change the world. You got to walk in the steps that God has for you. And the impact you do have is changing the world, even if you can't keep your bedroom clean. Right? If you struggle with that, I'll pray about that too. All right? So here's some things. <clears throat> so let's talk about purpose in three different ways. Ready? Three different ways. First off, how many of y'all are saved? You have been purposed as a Christian to do some things. So if, if somebody comes to me and says, I don't know what to do, I'll say, you saved? They say, yeah, okay, well, I can tell you some things you start with. A, you're supposed to grow. You are purposed in him to grow. And that's something that you do and you're purposed to do. He, Hebrews uh, chapter number 5, 12, and 13, write this down. So you're called to grow. That's a purpose. Another one is you're called to walk in the paths of righteousness. That's a purpose as a Christian. Um, so, so Psalm 23, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That, that is something that you are called to do. Every Christian is called to grow, and every Christian is called to walk in the paths of righteousness. You're called to be a light of the world. You know, that's a purpose. Isn't that right? 
Matthew chapter 5, Sermon on Mount. You're alive the hill, city on a hill, right? For, for everybody to see. So you're purposed to be a light on a hill. By the way, you're also purposed to be a part of the body of Christ. What does that mean? Well, in different things, but it also means you're here. How many of y'all believe this is your church? Let me see. I might even get a little just in case. All right? If you believe that, guess what? You have a part to play. You're purposed. So before you get anywhere, you already have four purposes of life. To grow, paths of righteousness, to be a light in the world, and be a part of the body. Now, I don't know about you. If that's all you end up purposing in your life, you are good to go. In other words, what I'm saying is, relax. Don't make this too hard. This stuff's right in front of you. So when you are skate, what am I supposed to, what am I, okay. You start with these things. This is all things we share in common together. All things that we do, right? Now, beyond that, here's another area of purpose in your life. So, every time you take on a responsibility, you are purposed to do it unto the Lord. Is that right? So, I chose to get married. She chased me for so long that, no, I'm kidding. We, we made an agreement and a covenant to get married. And I discovered in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 5, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I have a purpose to be a good husband. Then, after we got married, we had kids. All of a sudden, I have a purpose to be a good father. I got a job. I get paid. I have a purpose to do that job as if I'm working unto the Lord. So every responsibility you bring on in your life is a place of purpose. So let me, let me back up. Don't make this too hard. How many of y'all have responsibilities? Those are your purpose. You know that? So I have my purpose as a Christian. I'm to grow. I'm supposed to walk the paths of righteousness. I'm to be a light in the world. I'm to play a part in a body, a church. I'm purposed to be a good husband, a good father, a good employee, good, good, good citizen of the nation that, that I'm in. That, that's one. That's a lot. Now, people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just like, okay, I can tell you a whole bunch that you're supposed to be doing. We, we often look outside of the things that are already in our hands and wonder what's more for me. Do I have meaning? Is there a reason for me to be here? Listen, if all I do is those things right there, that will bring well done, good, and faithful servant. What we were talking about this past Sunday. You see what I'm getting at? So you have already a lot on your plate that you're responsible for before you even go beyond that. So we have to settle in. And often, by the way, and I see this sometimes, we often see people that chase after all these other kind of purposes and they don't fulfill the stuff like that that's right in their hand. So I was reading, uh, um, it's been, been a few years, I was reading about a, a very well-known evangelist that had a great overseas ministry and was constantly traveling and constantly seeing great things but in the process of him chasing all these things, he lost his family. Well, what good is it to gain the whole world and take a chance of losing your soul? Even in the name of something so good as the gospel. You see what I'm getting at? So don't go, don't find, I want to, and, and, then, and then disregard what's already in your hand. 
The Bible says is when you're faithful with little, that he can give you much. Right? So a lesson I learned early on was, especially, uh, you know, we, we had our first child pretty, pretty early on in our marriage. And then every, what, three years or so, we had another one. And I realized that after I had more kids that were little, I could do less stuff like this because I had more responsibility here. And now that my kids are older, moving out of the house, older, I get to go back and do more of this stuff because my responsibility is lessening with them. And life, life shifts like that. You know that? And you got to be able to roll with life like that because of responsibilities you have. Okay? So what's already in your hands? You are very much given ordered steps to the Lord that you're responsible to work through. Now, before I go on, um, am I a perfect husband? No. Father? Nope. Am I perfect as a light of the world? No. Am I perfect in the role I play as a pastor in church? Nope. Uh, I'll be the first one to admit that. Am I, no, no, I'm not perfect in these things, but I'm, I'm striving, asking for wisdom, leaning on him to grow and get better and keep growing into the things that he has for me, right? Now, having said all that, <clears throat> deep waters, God has made us as unique individuals. How many of y'all are thankful for that? I'm glad you're not like me, and I'm sure you're glad you're not like me either. But I'm also glad I'm not like you. Which is, by the way, quit comparing yourself to everybody else and wishing you could do what they do. Comparison is a trap. You know, you know we see it in the church. Uh, I, well, I wish, I wish... I could do what that person does instead of doing what I do. I wish I had that talent, or I wish I had that spiritual gifting, or I wish I... Stop. God made you as you are, but you are as you are, and everybody has been purposed. Everybody has been gifted. Everybody has something that we would fall into the, 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 maybe the word talents. Everybody can settle into certain spiritual giftings. Everybody. It's not the same. But God is no respecter of persons that he doesn't give you something. He does. So now there has to be a confidence in all these different things. Yes, I have been made unique. And there are things in my uniqueness and my talents and my abilities that God will use me in. Sometimes that's a part of your vocation. Sometimes it's not. You see what I mean? So some, sometimes there's some unique things about your life that you're living out. You don't get paid for it. You, you work a job and earn money. That's your source of income. But God uses you in this way. Sometimes you're getting paid in, in the essence of what God is using you. It, it, it's just a mixed bag. Not one thing works for everybody. But God's called you. So, so uh, you, one of the easiest ways to look at it is, is, is music. I'm thankful that we have some people on the stage, this platform, that know how to play an instrument. Aren't you thankful? I'm thankful because I can't. And I'm not going to try. Because it would be bad. Right? See, this, this is a, a purpose. Now, this is part of their body, of, uh, of their purpose in the body of Christ. But there are certain things that people settle into based on giftings and talents. And by the way, sometimes the things that you're drawn to, the, thing, the things that you like, have something to do with those things. Right? So when I was growing up, I, was in, I played sports, so I was always like little kids. I just wanted to be a professional football player. That was my deal. You know, that, that generally doesn't work out. But as a little kid, you know, as a little kid, you can believe anything. Isn't that right? You, you, can, you can think you're going to be an astronaut. You can think you're going to be Buzz Lightyear. I don't know. You, you think yourself be anything. We got to get back to this that we believe God can do anything with us. You know, that we're not limited. 
if God calls you to it, then he's gifted you to do it, and he backs you up in it if you stay in his will. Don't limit yourself. So, so when I got older, um, I started thinking, how am I going to make money? So when I graduated school, I had, I had a scholarship to play football at a, at a Gettysburg University, and I was, I was heading there to play football, but I was going for computer science. Now, any of you guys know at the end of the 1990s, that's when the computer stuff is just taking off. So I'm going, I'm going to go make money. I'm going to get a computer science business, right? I thought that's what I had to do, but then, then I got saved. And then God spoke to me in a church service where I wasn't even paying attention to pastor, and he dropped in my heart to youth pastor. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool, until I thought about it. I was like, that's not cool. I don't know about this. A, I don't think I can do this. B, I mean, there was all sorts of reasons. A, you know, I'm thinking, a pastor, you got to be around people and like people. I hate people. You know, at that time, I'm a loner. I'm, I'm, if you get my personality, I'm introverted. I like to be by myself, I'm being honest. But now I, I have to be around people. Then, then it's like, well, being a pastor, sometimes you got to teach. I hate talking in front of people. I did. I, I hated it with a passion. When I, I think I told you this before. When I was in high school, English class, you had to give speeches. I wasn't saved, and I'd still pray for Jesus to come back before I had to give a speech. I was risking eternity in hell because I didn't want to talk in front of those people. I hated it. And all these different things that, that went with it, I was like, but then, then the deep waters start, start being drawn out, you know? And, and there's a direction. Now, everybody wants a story like that. You may not have that story. So what is in your hand right now? Do it as unto the Lord, to the best that you can do it. Right? Be faithful with what is in your hand. But then, as you're doing these things, and then you start maybe asking some questions. If I could do anything right now that you take the limits off, what would it be that I would do? How do you know the Lord hasn't called you to that? How, but, well, whoa, that's far away. Oh, okay. So? God doesn't call us the things that are easy. He calls us the things that we need him for. He calls us the things that stretch us and grow us and make us step out. He never leaves you just sitting just where you are. So sometimes it, we, we have some of these things, you know what, maybe that's it. Well, how do you know until you start walking down the road that that's not what it is? You know, you have to get after things that God puts in your heart. Now, if you're any kind of a student of Scripture, you know, sometimes God purposed people to do stuff. It was many years later until they got there. You can talk about David being anointed. You can talk about Joseph and his dream. You, you go the whole thing. So are you willing then to, to walk with patience the process to get to a place and, and do things if you really believe God called you? While the whole way allowing the Holy Spirit to possibly course correct what you're doing. Right? That's the thing that's up to you. And let me just say this. You're never too old to have purpose. Let me just say that. I'm going to throw that out a blanket statement. I don't care how old you are. There's purpose for you. And like I said earlier, sometimes when life changes and, and, and things shift and, and, and kids move out and, and, and retirement happens, all these, sometimes we kind of go, whoa, I, I've lost all the things that I was doing. Okay. Well, God never leaves you without something in your hand. Right? So you have purposes as, as a Christian. You have purposes that, of responsibility. And you have unique things that God has, has given you. But don't stress so much about the last one that you forget about the first two steps. And you keep following Jesus learning his voice and obeying. You'll be surprised at things that are happening in your life that are all the part of the purpose of life, but you're looking for something that is this big, giant, grand scheme. Don't look for the scheme. Look for what he's telling you. Look what's in your hand. 
Be faithful. And it'll keep drawing things out. Deep waters, that purpose keeps drawing out of your life. Amen? Amen. All right. So, don't fall into this. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 1. You guys ever read Ecclesiastes? Ever bust your Bible open there? Starts off kind of depressing, right? Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 1. If you throw that up there. Ecclesiastes, until you get to the very end, can be a little depressing. But it starts off, um, we'll throw it up there. It says, meaningless, meaningless, says the preacher. Go to verse 2. Vanity of vanities, or meaningless, meaningless. Vanity of all vanities. In other words, everything's meaningless. What is the point of doing all this stuff? It's absolutely meaningless. That's how the wisdom teacher starts out. But, but he course corrects by the end and said, okay, yeah, well, we do all these things for God. And it's for his glory and all these different things. So if, if you're looking at life and you're feeling like this, this whole thing's just vanity. I feel like everything's meaningless. Stop. That is the lie of the enemy. I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Okay. It's okay. Keep going. I feel like every time I try something, it falls apart. Never promised it'd be perfect. Keep going. I've tried this before. It's okay. You feel the Lord called you to it? Yep. Let's go. Right? So, so if the Lord, if you feel the Lord is called, leading you, showing you, I don't care how much failure you've seen. I don't care how hard it seems. I don't care what got in the way. You know, you know when I first came back and said, hey, um, I feel called to be a pastor. Of all the people I told, there was only two people that said, I think you can do that. Everybody else was like, what are you talking about? Why? And one of them actually said, you'll never make money doing that. I mean, it's just all these different things they tell you. Two people. Can't always listen to everybody. If the Lord called you to it, let's go. Walk these things out. Amen? But don't ever fall into a place of meaningless, meaningless. It's just all meaningless. Just vanity. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just treading water. I'm working hard and getting nowhere. Stop. When you do everything as unto the Lord, even if it doesn't seem to work, you're doing it as unto the Lord. Amen. And there's glory in what you are doing. Amen? Amen. I'll stop there. Let's just pray. <clears throat> Untapped. Tap into the potential of God possibility in your life. Right? Got, got to open that thing up. Tap into the, the, where you are standing right now is the floor. You know that? But you look up, man, and if it's God possibility, woo. The ceiling is just, it's out there. You know? You're on the floor right now. Wherever you're standing right now, that is the floor. But, but what about up? God God possibility. If he said it, he's gifted it, he'll back it up. Because with the words of God comes the authority of God. Amen? All right. Lord, we thank you that, that you have purposed us to walk in the steps that you have put before us. And I pray we do that as a whole, as Christians, and I pray in, in all the responsibilities we have, we carry it as unto you. I, mean, I pray for this unique and individual things that we're talented in and, 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 and things that we're drawn to. I pray that you just bring clarity and, and show us ways, but I pray that whatever is in our hand at the moment, we are so faithful to it. And we walk these things out. And every time we walk things out, the activity of our life allows you to keep adding to us. And I thank you for that. Lord, give us wisdom. Double portion of wisdom to live life according to your will and to who you are. Lord, it's not for our glory, not so we can puff ourselves up, not so we can feel like we're doing great things, but 
for your glory that we do these things. And through this, your kingdom will be advanced and we are changing the world. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen, amen. amen. All right, Sunday morning, I think we're going to close out one more parables of Jesus, then we'll hit another series. So Sunday morning, come on out, bring somebody with you, uh, invite them to church, and we'll have a wonderful time together. Be blessed as you go tonight.